0: The following guided meditation was given at Common Ground Meditation Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So taking a little time before we begin, just to connect with everyone. And uh, we need, in the Zoom world, we need to use our imagination, basically challenging any habits we might have of feeling apart, being alone, not having support, it's not that there isn't some truth to those thoughts, but it isn't the only truth, and so at least at this time, we do have the privilege, even if you're listening to this program later, as many people do, we're part of a community of people, not even just folks at this time, but past, future, present, that are interested in these teachings, interested in these practices. And in a very real way, we can draw on support from each other, just knowing that we're not alone. And it's, real, it's really an act of our imagination. And the important thing to remember is not imagining that is its own imagining, like imagining you're alone is just an imagining. So why don't we imagine something that's helpful? like that we're not alone, that we belong together, that we care about each other, and that whatever this path is, becoming a wiser, kinder human being, we're not the first human being living a difficult human life to aspire to become a wiser and kinder human being. So this territory is well known, and we can in different ways tap into the lineage of sometimes I like to call it human common sense. Like being a self-centered, rageful, lustful, distracted human being doesn't help anybody. So it's good to begin these kind of kinds of gatherings by just acknowledging together just the reality of what it is to be a human being. And of course, the exposure, the suffering, the activation is not the same. Some people right now, maybe in this group, are experiencing a lot of suffering, a lot of activation, a lot of injustice, a lot of pain, illness. And other people might be relatively comfortable, supported. So just acknowledging that piece—that it's not the same for all of us—and uh, that can be helpful to just, oh, realize, it. one, there are people who are struggling, and I care about that. And of course, that isn't the whole truth. There's beauty, there's goodness, there's generous acts and loving acts that maybe we're part of or we've seen or we can imagine. And it's really important before we do our sit this morning to remember that we show up together, we practice together because we care about our heart and we care about the hearts of this world. So we're, you know, sometimes we can think of our practice as a way of escaping. But I don't know about you, but there really isn't an escape for, you know, as long as we're human beings, as long as we're sensitive, <clears throat> as long as we have responsibilities to take care of the body, to take care of the heart, to t- take care of our world, it isn't easy being a human being. There is no escape. It's just really a question, how am I leaning in? How can I lean in skillfully? How can I show up skillfully in a way that actually addresses the truth of suffering and what leads onward to the release of suffering? So that's why we're here. We're really here to get better at taking care of ourselves and all beings. So I thought today... Um, just a a little different way of chanting the refuges. And I'll paste it now in the chat so you can see Sunday morning chat. This is actually modified from something I learned from Kevin Griffin, a wonderful Buddhist teacher and uh, writer and also a musician. And a long time ago, he offered this way of uh, this is actually something we used way back in the early um, years of Kammagran when we had our children's program and the parents and the kids were together and we chanted this. But it's just bringing the English and the Pali together. And then you see in parentheses after each of the lines just what it means to take refuge in the Buddha, which the Pali is Buddhang Saranang, Gacchami. So we're taking refuge Together and with our spiritual ancestors in the truth that this heart can open and it can be clearly aware. It can feel deeply like we can really embody the sensitivity of the mind and heart, and that's good. And the second refuge, I take refuge in the, and then the Pali is Dhammang Saranang Achami. So that's this rooted, Embodied reality here and now, the way it is, the circumstances, the conditions, what's being felt. So we're waking up to the way it is Buddha, Dhamma. And the third refuge, I take refuge in the, and then the Pali language, Sangang Saranangachami, fearless, tender hearted engagement. So, like, if this heart were really unafraid really living from this generous place, this caring place, what might that engagement, that showing up look like, that sangha? So we take refuge in these three things. We'll sing this three times. Please join in if you like or just listen to me. But it's nice because it's a little bit more melodic than the traditional chant, and it also combines both the English and the Pali. So if you like it, you can just use it in your own recitation, your own way of bringing this reflection to mind. And if you're new this Sunday morning, we've been doing reflecting on the refuges and precepts since the beginning of uh, 2021. So three, three or four months now, and just trying to make it our own practice. So it isn't just something we do in formal situations when we're part of a Buddhist organization but just realizing the practicality and taking the responsibility to actually reflect well, what do I take refuge in? What is trustworthy for me? What is my deepest aspiration? Like we we actually should be responsible for having some kind of relationship with taking refuge. I mean, why wouldn't we as a human being want to put some of our life energy toward this reflection? Like. What is trustworthy for me? What a, what has my life taught me is truly trustworthy. Great, so let's do that together. I'll ring the bell three times to begin. Take refuge in the Buddhang Saranang Chami. I take refuge in the <coughs> Damang Saranang I take refuge in the Sangang Saranang I take refuge in the Budang Chamī. I take refuge in the Dhammang Chamī. I take refuge in the Sangang Chamī. I take refuge in the Pudang Saranang Chami. I take refuge in the Dhammang Saranang Chami. I take refuge in the Sangang Saranang Chami. And taking some time making any last adjustments or finding a relatively still, relaxed, upright sitting posture for our meditation time. And we'll be moving through the Buddha's instructions on mindfulness of breathing, Anapanasati, that we've been studying these last three months establishing mindfulness to the fore, mindfulness of the ordinary physical sensations of breathing in and out, and allowing this to be a relatively exclusive object of awareness, to be interested in this physicality of breathing in, physicality of breathing out, and letting the rest of the world of thought, worries, experience fall into the background. So we're cultivating initially a more exclusive attention. However you feel the sensations of breathing in and out, In a simple way, in a relaxed way, we're tracking this ordinary experience of breathing in from the beginning to the end, breathing out from the beginning to the end, and even aware of those short gaps between the in and out-breath, between the out and in-breath. as soon as you can, appreciate the simplicity, the seclusion of choosing to be aware of this simple, ordinary experience of the belly rising or the air touching the nostrils or however you feel that in-breath and then the the out-breath. And letting this simple experience be enough just to be intimate just to be clearly aware of this simple physical experience of breathing in, breathing out. And it feels good to put everything else down or to let it fall into the background. to begin again and again. And the effort, it isn't a tight or fear-based efforting. It's really a more pure interest in something ordinary. So we're cultivating that particular mental muscle of being interested, curious, willing to be intimate with something ordinary like a simple in-breath from the beginning to the end, and then that physicality of the out-breath from the beginning to the end. And you'll notice, just in that secluded or simple attentiveness, you'll notice both the body and the breathing process beginning to become more refined as everything settles down. So notice, naturally, that refinement of the breathing process, whatever that might be like for you. And, of course, as the body becomes more relaxed and settled, there's less of a need for deeper breathing. less need for oxygen, because everything's settled. So you might notice the breathing becoming more subtle. But we don't try to make anything happen, we're just initially just tracking in a relaxed way the sensations of breathing in, staying interested in the sensations of breathing out, one half breath at a time. And when you feel ready, whenever it feels appropriate, just allow the awareness to become a little bit more inclusive. So as you're breathing in, aware of the whole body, the totality of sensations. And as you breathe out, just aware of the whole body sitting just as it is. nothing is left out. So we're not focusing on any particular part of the body, but it's an interest, a natural interest, to be inclusive, receiving, feeling the whole body through the duration of breathing in. And then again, receiving and feeling the sensations of the whole body through the duration of breathing out. Nothing hidden, nothing in the body excluded. Both the subtle and the gross sensations of the body. And of course, we're continuing to feel the ordinary rhythm of breathing in and breathing out but with a sustained whole body awareness. And this, of course, has a calming, settling effect on the body, a kind of healing of the mind-body relationship. So the Buddha invites us to contemplate that deepening and spreading calm. Breathing in, experiencing calm in the body, Breathing out, experiencing calm in the body. So we're doing a particular training where we're keeping the calm in the body in mind through the duration of breathing in and keeping the experience of calm in mind as we breathe out. And this supports the deepening and spreading of the calm simply by keeping it in mind. And we're cultivating a lot of patience here. And we're not trying to make anything happen. We're simply observing this particular process of calm deepening and spreading through the body as everything settles. We're getting to know the experience of bodily calm And keeping just this one thing in mind, interested in calm as we breathe in, interested in bodily calm as we breathe out, but in a relaxed way. the calm deepens and spreads. You might feel, might notice this lightness, this fullness of joy. It's subtle, so don't go looking for something big. Just a lightness of heart, fullness of heart, a movement of joy. So the Buddha instructs us, asks us to train ourselves while breathing in, keep this experience of rapture or joy in mind. And while breathing out, do your best to train yourself to keep the experience of joy in mind, however subtle or faint it might initially appear. This lightness of heart, this movement, vibration even, like a inner smile, a simple but radiant inner smile of the heart that feels full and light, buoyant. Just keep that in mind as you breathe in, keeping it in mind as you breathe out Learning how to recognize joy, keeping it in mind as best we can. Everything else gets to fall into the background. We don't need to be responsible for other experiences that might come and go. But instead we're choosing to be interested in this inner joy. This fullness of heart. It permission to spread and deepen as it will. Sensing how it's possible for the heart to become more full, more radiant, more expressive of this lightness or joy. and especially interested in in the pleasure that's here as you're breathing in, the inner pleasure that's here as you're breathing out, so that this more bright energy of joy can eventually mature into a more resonant ease of the heart. This more resonant pleasure, pleasantness of the heart. The heart seems to relax more deeply, trust more deeply, because of this more pervading inner pleasure of ease. So the Buddha is asking us to keep ease in mind as we're breathing in, and keep this resonant ease of the heart in mind as we breathe out. And let everything else simply fall into the background we allow the heart, the mind, to be suffused with this sense of ease, this wholesome pleasure of ease, this contentedness. The more we notice the activity of the mind, different thoughts, perceptions, different feelings that arise come and go. But because of the more pervading ease, the mind can be aware of this activity with more dispassion, not so dependent on thoughts, not so reactive. And we can even notice how thinking, even nice thoughts, but all thoughts, at least in a subtle way, are stressful. And this just supports the quieting of the thinking mind, the imagining mind, the perceiving mind. It's not needed. It's always a little stressful. Whenever the mind formulates a thought, perceives something, so this mental activity naturally begins to become quieter and quieter. So the Buddha asks us to notice that quieting of mental activity as we breathe in and breathe out. Not about controlling the mind at all. It's about being resting, abiding in that sense of ease and noticing the dispassion toward mental activity and the quieting of mental activity. Noticing that sense of nowhere to go, nothing needs to be done. We're appreciating, learning to appreciate the quiet, the relative quiet, and eventually, even the sense of awareness, the sense of the space of the mind, space of the heart. Not what is happening, but the space of the present moment itself. So the Buddha instructs while breathing in, experiencing the space of the mind, breathing out, experiencing, contemplating the space of the mind, the space of here and now, not the activity of the body, not the activity of the mind, but the open Beautiful, quiet space of the mind, space of the heart. And we're learning to rest, to abide here more and more by appreciating, gladdening the heart, the mind, instilling it and releasing it. So we're learning how to be in this very refined, subtle, empty space, empty of neurotic, or at least relatively empty of neurotic activity, by keeping the peaceful, still, silent space in mind. In a way, this is the last instruction for the settling of the heart. Learning to abandon any need to do something. So though the mind, the heart is very bright, very awake, Maybe it's possible that all doing, all intending, all becoming can just fall away, not needed. And due to the force of habit, doing and tending might continue. But the mind doesn't need to identify, even with wholesome doing, wholesome intentions. How peaceful it is to be able to let go of all doing, all willing, all intending, putting down whatever can be put down. I'll take just another minute or two and explore this theme of releasing.